Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that boat. What's wrong with y'all? Don't play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. These guys are nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. Yes, sir. They sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then let's play. But that's eating us too. That gives us too. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. I am Rob Bro. I am the host. You are the co-host. You can text in 806-855-3712. We'll continue bandwagon Wednesday today from the Raiderland as we talk through the hour. Already getting some texts we'll talk through as well. Some scheduling questions that I don't really know about, but I'll answer like I know because that's what I do. You text in, I answer like I have a clue. Uh, it's the Rob Rowe Show. That should be the tagline. I have no clue, but I'll talk like I do. 806-855-3712 for that text line. Uh, I'm going to start off with a bandwagon I'm on today. We talked about it in the Raiderland as well. It's Bandwagon Wednesday. The bandwagons you're on, the bandwagons you're off. Text them in. 806-855-3712. One bandwagon that I am on wholeheartedly is the Pop... Isaac's bandwagon. From what I could tell, during the drama a few weeks ago, there was one player who tweeted publicly support of Mark Adams. There might have been others. I saw Pop's tweet. Today, there's no personal me tweets. From Pop Isaacs, there's the tweet that reads, we're going to keep fighting. In the press conference last night in the post-game presser, somebody asked, hey, you had a good game. What are your thoughts on that? He said, I don't care how I played. I want to win games. The team is important to Pop Isaacs. His coach is important to Pop Isaacs. Pop Isaacs is a true freshman who, during Maui, we saw directing traffic on the floor. We see it now. We saw it at TCU when he had 17 points. We saw it last night uh, in the Kansas game. He had 18 points. But he's also getting back on defense, telling players where to go on the floor, pointing them around. He's the most important player on this team besides maybe Kevin O'Banner. Kevin, Pop, that's a great start for a tournament team. Other guys have to step up. Flat out. You need Davian Harmon to score 12. And to look aggressive on the floor. You need Jalen Tyson 
to have two less turnovers or to make two passes that are much better than the passes he threw last night. This team, I tweeted last night, is so close. And we talked about it in the first hour of the Raiderland. This team is good. And some people have a problem with me saying that, and I don't get it. I'm not saying they're great. But they're a good Big 12 team. And you know what a good Big 12 team is? A top 30 team in the country. And you might lose 10 Big 12 teams. Games. The Big 12 is an elite conference. Everyone is good in this conference. Everyone. And while it felt like you gave away the TCU game, Kansas just outplayed you and scored one more bucket than you did. A guy who's hit multiple threes in two games ever in his career at Kansas hit five threes. Is what it is. Move on. We're going to keep fighting. That's from Pop Isaacs. True freshman and probably the best leader on the team. I'm not in the locker room, but from what I see on the outside, Pop Isaacs is the leader of this team. And as Pop goes, this team will go. And I'm on the Pop Isaacs bandwagon, which is why I'm still on the Texas Tech basketball bandwagon. Now, when's the last time Texas Tech went to five straight tournaments? Never happened. Did I expect six, seven, eight tournaments in a row? No. But that's the goal. And that's still this team's goal. And this team still wants to win. Can they? Yes. If you lose to Oklahoma this weekend, are you in a bad spot? Yes. You are. You're in a bad spot. Especially losing two home Big 12 games. You'll have to get one back on the road. But... There's no shame in losing Big 12 road basketball games. There's just not. Well, we, we want to win every game. Okay. I call myself a realist. Other people call me soft. I don't know what it is. I don't expect to win every game. Some people call them moral victories. I call them lessons learned. And I think Texas Tech learned a lot of lessons in the last two games. And if you just bitch and moan about losses in your life and say, we don't take moral victories. All right, be miserable. Be miserable in your own life. I'm not going to be miserable. I'm going to look at Pop Isaacs from the last two games and say, that guy has something going. That guy's a leader. I'm going to look at how Kevin O'Banner bounced back last night. So that guy has something going. I'm going to look at Davian Harmon and say, man, that guy played much better in Maui. I think he can bounce back too. I'm not chicken little. The sky is not falling. Texas Tech basketball still has a lot of momentum as a program. They just need to find it on this team. They need to bounce back. They need to win. And they have a good opportunity to do so this weekend. 
Let's get to the first text on the text line. A football question for you, Rob. How often do do Big 12 teams play non-conference opponents in the same year? I see Texas Tech and Texas both have Wyoming on the schedule for next season. So the non-conference schedules are all locked in, uh, which I think is some of the reason they're struggling on putting up uh, a Big 12 schedule. I also think they put out a Big 12 schedule maybe a couple of times and somebody's being finicky. I don't know who it is. If it's Texas and Oklahoma, just put it out. I don't care what they think. I don't care what they want to do. But allegedly, some schools don't like their current deals. And in that respect, I also say, too bad. If Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State want to complain... All right. All right. We'll listen to you four. Nobody else you're going to say. Iowa State, okay. You're here. You've been here. You're in. You can complain. But, like, West Virginia, I don't care. BYU doesn't want to travel. I don't care. UCF doesn't want to travel. I don't care. They joined. Houston doesn't want to play six games on the road to start the year. I don't care. You begged to be in. You've begged to be in for a long time. You wanted to be in the first time. We let you in. Quit complaining. Texas wants to play a bunch of home games. I don't care. You're leaving. If you want to leave now, leave now. And in the same respect, Texas Tech, Baylor... TCU, you don't want to play three power group of five teams this year. You don't want to play Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston in the same season. You voted them in. I don't care. The Big 12 is what it is. And you're going to have to deal with it for a year or two where Texas and Oklahoma are in this weird spot and it's 14 teams. Do I love that? No. Do you have to deal with it? Yes. You voted them in. You approved them to join early. And you didn't kick out Texas and Oklahoma because you want that sweet, sweet money for two more years. You want to sell out your... We can't sell out our stadiums without Texas and Oklahoma. ESPN wants us to keep them for two more years because they don't want to pay them more to have the same product. That sounds like a you problem. That's not a me problem. I don't care. I I would kick out Texas and Oklahoma today. Uh, the Oklahoma, the SEC's not going to let them in yet. Okay. They can find an outlaw schedule. I don't care. I want to focus on what's best for the Big 12. And I frankly don't see how Texas and Oklahoma being in the Big 12 for another year and screwing up your schedule for the next four or five is good for the Big 12. And I get it. There is data that shows that those schools are going to have big showings for the last two years in this conference. They bring eyeballs. I get it. 
But you get paid regardless. You already got your deal. And if that deal for the next five years was that contingent on Texas and Oklahoma staying for two years, you got screwed. You did, Big 12. Because you're still just piggybacking on those two universities. Well, let us keep them for two more years, and then we'll show you what we can do afterwards. Right, show them now. If you can do it, you can do it. If you can't, you can't. All right, let's take the first break of the hour here. When we come back, more Bandwagon Wednesdays. I'm off some bandwagons. I'm also on a few more. We'll do that when we come back. It's a Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News. Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Rush Show, Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports. I have some more bandwagons. I'm going to get to this text here. I We're going to talk about this every day, I think, until, uh, until some move happens, but I'll I'll read it again. We talked about this yesterday. We'll probably talk about it tomorrow. I I just I know how this is gonna go. Here's the text. I'm on the Cliff Kingsbury as the Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator bandwagon. I'll be happy if Kellen Moore helps us get to the Super Bowl, but I'd rather have a better OC next year and have him at Arizona as the next head coach. I think Kellen Moore will absolutely get a head coaching job. He's tried for the last three years. That's what he wants to do. It's very obvious. If Mike McCarthy wins the Super Bowl, he will have a lifetime contract with the Dallas Cowboys. He'll never have to leave. That means Dan Quinn also moves on, and you'll have to have Mike McCarthy hire two new coordinators, and I would be very afraid at what happens in that respect. I don't know that Cliff Kingsbury is a better offensive coordinator than Kellen Moore. I hate Kellen Moore in some ways. But the Cowboys have always been productive. I think a lot of it is empty production, but they're always productive in spurts. So team stats, overall stats, all that reads out to Kellen Moore being really good. The metrics, the EPA, whatever it is. Uh, would I complain about Cliff Kingsbury wearing a star on his chest? Hell no. Would I love it? Yes, I would. Would that be a little bit like he's back with Kevin Sumlin because I think Mike McCarthy's also a bad head coach? Yes. But you know what? If the offense takes off and Mike McCarthy retires after two straight Super Bowls and Cliff takes over, fine. If we want to dream, let's dream. But I just don't see that playing out. I don't. And if I'm Cliff, I think I would rather go to Kansas City if Eric Bieniemy gets a head coaching job somewhere. And 
I don't know if Eric Bieniemy will be in Kansas City much longer, regardless of if he's a head coach or not. They just renewed him on a one-year deal, I think, this time. There was all the dramatic rumors last year about inside turmoil and otherwise with Patrick and Bieniemy and Andy Reid not all being on the same page in the Bengals game. And that happens when you lose. It does. That's natural. There was also the game early this year, I think it was the Colts game, where Patrick is like physically yelling, screaming at Bianami running into the locker room, and Bianami just walks off. And I, I called that out in the moment, and somebody's like, oh, well, that's a coach's son, you should know. Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, I get it. But that stuff's in the locker room. Do that in the locker room. Coaches, players, there can be some heated moments. But if you're headed to the locker room anyways, head to the locker room. You don't need to do that on the field. So I do think there is some truth to the rumor that something is going on there. Uh, This off the text line, did Cliff get fired? Uh, Not that I've seen. Did he? (laughs) Is this just because we're talking about it? I don't think Cliff is going to get fired. Uh, and I might sound like an idiot here in a second if I look up that Cliff has been fired. Bidwill at uh, in the Cardinals organization uh, just does not seem like... Yeah, it's just because we're talking about it. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury in a press conference right now saying David Blau will start on Sunday. Uh, Also breaking news, now that I'm just looking at Twitter, (laughs) Bobby Petrino is shunning the UNLV job and probably going to sign with the Texas A&M Fighting Aggies and is going to probably take over play calling duties from Jimbo Fisher. Dumpster fire. Uh, Pulse of the people poll. Who's in worse condition today? Oklahoma State or Texas A&M? Oklahoma State or Texas A&M? No, Cliff has not been fired. Confirmed. People want to fire Cliff, though. Uh, A three-point text. Number one. Texas and Oklahoma can leave tomorrow and never call back. Don't care if we ever play them again. Agree. Number two, Tech basketball will probably get a lot better in mid to late February. Agree. I hope it's not too little, too late. Number three, Pop Isaacs is a bad man. He is as a true freshman. And I think he legitimately, if he plays the way he's playing right now for a large stretch of Big 12 season, will be in contention for Big 12 freshman of the year, Big 12 newcomer of the year, whatever you want to call it. If he has a great game against Oklahoma, I wouldn't be surprised to see him be the uh, newcomer of the week, maybe Big 12 player of the week. Now we're getting screenshots of text messages from Aggie friends. Petrino to A&M. Goodbye, Jimbo. I, what a terrible hire. And this goes to show they couldn't 
money whip a young guy to come to the dumpster fire. I mean, you have to believe that they got calls from several, several. They they put out calls to several young offensive coordinators. Graham went to a, uh, Purdue, not A&M. Garrett Riley said no publicly and then got a new contract from TCU. And if I was Garrett Riley, I would stay at TCU until you got a head coaching job. If that's four years, so be it. If that's what he wants. I don't know what he wants. So often we talk about coordinators just, oh, he's going to get a head coaching job. Is he? Does he want it? Some guys are coordinators. Now, I would assume Garrett Riley wants a head coaching job, but there's no reason to speed through it. There's just not. Take a job that makes sense to you. Now, you can Seth Luttrell yourself at a, at a lower level at North Texas and, and stay there too long and not get a Power 5 opportunity, but would Kansas State have been a good opportunity for Seth Luttrell? Because that's the job he had. Turned down to stay at North Texas. Well, they turned him down eventually because he wanted to bring his entire staff. It's almost like you shouldn't let a coach bring their entire group of five staff willy-nilly and not make them make any changes at the Power 5 level. That's crazy. That's crazy that Kansas State made that call and you didn't. Oh, sorry. Uh, let's take the break here. When we come back, more bandwagons to be on, more bandwagons to be off of, more text messages. You can text in 806-855-3712. The Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Is this the uh, Ford truck commercial? You ever drive a Ford? Bowl season's almost over. Uh, the New Year's Six Bowls wrapped up the non important bowl games. He said with a smirk. Uh, college football playoff national championship, 6.30 on ESPN, January 9th. Next Tuesday. Monday? Tuesday? I don't know. Uh, TCU, Michigan. Big fan of that win over Michigan for TCU. I, I know... I wasn't going to do this. I yelled at people doing this all year. I'm not I'm not just pro Big 12 here. But now that they're there, can't believe I'm about to say this. You know Sunny Dykes used to be from West Texas. There he is in the National Championship game. Would I like it? No. Do I want to see it? No. Would I respect it? Yes. And here's why. If TCU can do it, why not Texas Tech? If TCU 
can get to the big stage, why not Texas Tech? It was always Oklahoma out of the Big 12. Texas never did. It was always Oklahoma going to the playoff. Well, Oklahoma's a step ahead of you. Oklahoma's a top-tier Big 12 team. The top-tier of the Big 12 can get there. What's TCU? What is TCU? Are they top-tier? No. They're middle-tier. That's what they tell us. That's what we're told. And what is Texas Tech? They've been bottom tier, I guess. But in my mind, in my heart, middle tier. Historically middle tier. If TCU can punch up, so can Texas Tech. With the expanded playoff coming up, I don't think that Texas Tech, in the history of Texas Tech football, has ever been in a better position to compete nationally. I don't. I don't think the Texas Tech football has ever been in a better position to compete nationally. Go go back and think about that TCU-Texas Tech game in Fort Worth. Go, go back and think about it. Defensively, you held TCU much better than Michigan did until the fourth quarter. And they scored 17, I think. Ten, 10 or 17, whatever it was. They put, a, they, they put a gap in between you and them. You also gave them a seven-point lead on the first punt of the game. And then had a lead in the third quarter. You spotted them seven. They didn't score an offensive touchdown until late in the third quarter. That is a national championship contender you took to the wire in year one of Joey McGuire with worse recruits. If you're a talent gap guy out there, and a lot of people are, and think that this team just stunk for five years and wasn't poorly coached. It was both. If this talent is a face mask call away from being in that game to the end and a quarterback injury, and maybe if Tyler Shuck starts that game, he plays better late. But he did not play well in that game. Objectively, you're right there. The only bad loss you had, in my opinion, was Baylor. Baylor played their best game of the year against you. Oklahoma State played one of their best games of the year against you. They tanked afterwards. Texas played one of their best games of the year against you, and you beat them. Texas and all the metrics still rank top 10. S&P Plus and all that bozo garbage. Expanded playoff. Recruiting at a higher level than you've ever recruited in the internet era. 
New conference. New look. New confidence. Texas Tech is in a better position in football than they've ever been. Texas Tech is in a better position basketball-wise than they've ever been to be competitive long-term. The Texas Tech Athletic Department is in a really good position. Really good. If you're a Texas Tech sports fan, you should be excited about the future. This off the text line, uh, text line 806-855-3712. Bandwagon, I'm on. Robotic Big 12 refs in all sports. I cannot get to you on that one. Maybe in baseball. Maybe in baseball. And I think if you're just doing like, I don't know, goal line, there's got to be a way you could put a chip in a ball. If you can have four golf and, and top golf, Tell you exactly where a ball went. If you can do track, man, you can put a chip in a football and see if it crosses the goal line or not. Mass of bodies, I don't care. Put it in the dirt. The chip is in the dirt. Uh, bandwagons, I'm off. Losing two close games against projected teams to finish above you in the Big 12 standings means Texas Tech will not make the tournament or is a bad team. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I'm off that bandwagon too. Losing to two good basketball teams that were projected in front of you, and if you if you you were also not favored in either one of them, you played them close. I I don't get what the freak out is, but again, take basketball fans freak out every year in January. It's just like clockwork. It's clockwork. This team stinks. Oh wait, we're in the tournament. We're a three seed. Okay, let's go. Ah, Keenan Evans got hurt. We're done. We're doomed. Oh, we're going to win four straight and share a Big 12 title. And Oh, that was the next year. Still, big uh, Elite Eight that year. Then you went to the Elite Eight next year. 0-4, nine straight. Big 12 title. I, I'm not saying that team will do this, but we didn't think those teams would either. Could you freak out in January and then be... Jemias Ramsey's freshman year and, and the COVID year and maybe not make the tournament. Yeah, you could do that. You go 500 Big 12 play. You go 8 and 10. Do you know what 8 and 10 in the Big 12 is? Damn good. It's not really good, but it's not this. This weak average team that people make it out to be. The 10 toughest remaining schedules in college basketball are all Big 12 schools. <laughs> I don't think you, I don't think people uh, comprehend that. There are 10 schools in the Big 12. 12 schools. 10. There are 10 schools right now in the Big 12. There's about to be 14 for a year. But there are 10 schools right now in the top 10 of schedule remaining. Strength of schedule is those 10 Big 12 schools. I'm not off the Big 12 basketball bandwagon. I'm actually on it. And I'm not off the Texas Tech basketball bandwagon at all. TC was very fortunate 
with a slick field goal in Glendale and got some very bad calls to go their way. They were fortunate against us with a phantom face mask on Tyree. They were fortunate against uh, Kansas State to play three quarterbacks. They were fortunate against Baylor to get their field goal off. At some point, luck is preparation meeting opportunity. Okay? I I want you to write that down. Here's the phrase of the day. Here's Rob Bro's coach phrase of the day. Luck is operation meeting preparation. TCU prepared well all year. I said that all wrong. See, I got all fired up. Opportunity meeting preparation. I, I tried to say the two words together, and then I said completely different words. They were prepared well all season. They rose to the opportunities. It's not luck. You don't get lucky winning 13 games. You don't. You also, Texas Tech, in that uh, face mask, had two more penalties on that drive. And were still in a position to win the game after that touch. That was their first touchdown offensively. Their first one. And they scored like four more. That wasn't the face mask's fault. Do I think they will fare as good against Herschel Walker's dogs? I don't think Herschel Walker's there anymore, but... Um, I, I would I would not bet against TCU at this point. Do I think they'll win? No. I didn't think they'd win about six of their games that they won this year. But they're prepared, and they have an opportunity. It's not luck that they're there. All right, let's take the final break of the hour. I can't believe I'm defending TCU. This is ridiculous. What kind of day is this? We'll be back after this on the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News. Money Sports. Welcome back. The final segment, the Rob Brosha. Um, not ever, just today. We got we got at least three weeks left, maybe years. Who knows? They could cancel me any day. I don't know. Uh, TCU, Kansas State. Texas Tech. TCU, Kansas State, Texas Tech. The question is, from the text line, top three teams you think could make the Big 12 championship next year in football. TCU, Kansas State, Texas Tech. We talked about this a little bit. I think UCF of the new four maybe has the best shot to make a splash. Uh, again, I need to see a schedule for the rest of the conference. Uh, but I think Texas Tech, who again in year one was a win away from being in the Big 12 championship game. If they'd beaten Kansas State, they'd be in the Big 12 title. I think that's the I think that's the list. 
I mean, if you look down the list, Oklahoma State, I do not see them bouncing back. Kansas is a good story, but they are just not strong enough, deep enough there yet. Texas is always in the conversation preseason. I'm not going to say they're not. I think Oklahoma will bounce back. I don't think they'll be 6-6 six and six twice in a row. West Virginia, no chance. Iowa State, no chance. Baylor, again, odd year, but the schedule's new. They were on a really good two-year rotation where they could be good every other year because of the schedule. Will they be good next year? I don't know. Let me see the schedule. Uh, the rumors are out there on some message board services. Uh, I think this was from Red Raider Sports. Ben Golan reporting. Uh, familiar faces. Looking at Baylor to maybe play quarterback. We'll see. Uh, you can go. You can go read there to see who the familiar face is, but. I don't know. I don't know what Baylor's doing. I, I do not know what Baylor's doing. I, I think Dave Aranda is a fine coach. Uh, but after year one, going two and seven in the Big 12 in conference play uh, because of COVID, that's all they played. He fired his offensive coordinator. Then he went and got in Jeff Grimes. Then they won a Big 12 title, all's hunky dory. Then they go six and six, struggle through conference play again. By the way, with the Big 12 title smacked in between, Dave Aranda's sub 500 at Big 12 play. I think a game under, maybe. Then he fires his defensive coordinator and goes and hires some uh, young hotshot. So I, I don't know. I don't know what Dave Aranda is doing. Is Dave Aranda a good head coach? I don't know. I don't. Was he just the the product of opportunity? Are we saying you just get one lucky team every year? Baylor was lucky. Now TCU's lucky. I mean, is that what the Big Twelve is? Maybe. Baylor had seven guys go to the NFL and Jalen Petrie, who, by the way, should be the Big 12 Rookie of the Year defensively. Five interceptions. That guy is a dog for the Houston Texans. I don't know if he'll win it because the Texans are so bad. But he has been really good. He has been really good. You know where he's not playing this year? Baylor. They lost some dudes. It's really hard to be good every year in, in Big 12 play. Uh, and it might be really hard for TCU to replicate. I don't know. Maybe I'm too early saying that TCU can be right back in it, but I think they can. And they recruited well. They've recruited well. Uh, this off the text line, a bandwagon. Texas Tech could finish in the bottom half of the Big 12 and still go to the Final Four. That's how good the Big 12 is right now. Penalties can change the momentum. Michigan scored a touchdown and it was reversed. Then they fumbled. Momentum is opportunity meeting preparation. Ah. 
if teams with mental toughness withstand momentum. TCU this year has proven to be mentally tough. And is that just Max Duggan? Who again, dog. Do they just reflect Max Duggan? Is Max Duggan Mighty Max, Mad Max, the Warrior? If he's gone, TCU's not as good next year? Maybe. Maybe. Dude's a fighter. Is he going to will them to a championship? Maybe. People incensed that it's Stetson Bennett and Max Duggan, though. A guy who couldn't win the job at TCU to start this year and a walk-on leading their teams to a national championship. We'll be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the Raider Land. It's Rob Bro Show. We'll be back. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.